0: This is Lee and Kate Ridge welcoming you to episode one of the Education Transformation podcast on the topic of transitioning from a vocational expert to an educational practitioner. So, Kate, this podcast is all about how to assist a subject matter expert to transition into the world of education and to become an educational practitioner.
1: Yeah, it's really important because people often fall into education from the vocational or adult education sector. It's not Most don't think, oh, I want to be a nurse educator, I want to be a horticultural lecturer. They come in from their profession and just start to dabble and then transition to this educator role. So it is a bit of a mind shift to do that.
0: It is, isn't it? And it's a, it's a real, it's a real uh, vocation to learn in itself. So you may have been an excellent uh, uh, vocational expert in your chosen field, uh, whether that be nursing or motor mechanics or whatever the topic may be. Um, and you may have been doing that for 15 or 20 years, and now welcome to the world of education. Um, I remember a previous manager of mine shook my hand and, and thanked me for joining the training organisation that on my, during my first day at, upon arrival. And then he said, uh, you know, we've hired you, and we're so grateful that you're with us because you're an expert and we don't have your skills or your knowledge, and that's why we're welcoming you as part of our faculty today. Um, And if you don't mind now, over the next two years, I'll teach you how to become an educational expert.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important to have that mindset when you come in that I'm no longer necessarily my vocation. You know, I'm no longer a nurse. I'm now an educator or a lecturer. And that mind shift can be difficult to attain because you've come from being generally quite advanced in your career and your vocation, quite knowledgeable and skillful. And you're now coming back to the beginning where you're at step one. So you're all back to a novice and that can be quite challenging as well.
0: Very much so. Yes. So you, you And you do have to come in with that open mindset, that, that growth mindset. If you don't, it'll be a uh, real detriment to your career moving forward.
1: Yeah. You have to treat it with as much uh, endeavour and effort as you did your vocation in the first instance. So you're coming in now as a new educator, as a novice, and there's so much to learn. And most people, when they come into education, they think, I'm going to talk at people, I'm going to lecture at people. And that is such a minor part of education now. There's still room for that, but it's, it's not what educators do. We're more of facilitators, and those skills take a while to develop
0: yeah yeah that's right. So some of the key things we need to keep in mind, not just when we start out but also you know ten fifteen years down the track as as lecturers or as instructors, is we need to continue to refine our teaching, so we need to be constantly. Um, seeking new ways to engage our cohorts and to learn uh, and to provide a high-performance learning culture, really. Uh, We need to constantly be adding new content because all sectors and all vocations change um, consistently. Within five years, there's dramatic changes. So,
1: um, yeah, you you now need a dual identity. You're wearing, say, two hats your educator hat and your vocational hat and you have to maintain your skills and knowledge in both of them so you're maintaining your vocational level of skills and knowledge to a high level which you've already attained and you say will have to continue to develop so that you can impart to others but you're also on the other side you're starting lower and building until you are an expert within an educational field as well
0: True. And and even so, then you need to maintain currency records uh, for the years to come. Uh, Every year we need to maintain both vocational currency records and also our our teaching and instructor and assessment skills need to be recorded as well as to how we've developed as professionals moving forward.
1: I think some industries probably transition more readily into that mindset of self-reflection. There is such as nursing medicine teaching they already have reflective practice embedded into those professions so it's a transition just into this new role about self-reflection and that's a really important aspect of becoming an educator but for those who don't have that embedded in their profession already that reflective practice can be challenging to begin with because you're looking at what don't I do very well now? Or where do I need to develop and self-reflective skills in order to assess where you are and being realistic about where you are and where you need to get to? Um, And that can be challenging and daunting if you're not in an industry that's done self-reflection before. But that's a big part of becoming an educator.
0: Yes, it is absolutely essential. Um, And to assist that process... Ideally, if you can find yourself a mentor who has been teaching for a number of years and who is uh, open-minded and and will challenge you in a positive and constructive way to continue to refine and develop your skills and your knowledge as an educator, that's a pretty powerful influence upon any practitioner moving forward.
1: And even if you can't necessarily find one mentor to find several or even people that you can just watch and learn from, perhaps you can't develop a mentor relationship with them, but you can watch and think, you know, that worked well, I'm going to try that or I might try it slightly differently. Um, But just getting ideas of how you can develop and then reflecting, did it work? Yes or no. If it didn't, then why not? Was it something I did, do I just need to change things slightly? So really analysing what your practice is doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, some of the structure that a good organisation, a good training organisation will have around a new lecturer or a new instructor. Some of these things include uh, providing an opportunity when they first get inducted, To be involved with a self-reflection process about what are my existing skills as as an educator and what are some of the things I need to build off where I have no understanding at all. Um, That's pretty useful. Um, So taking some time, offering them a template to complete private and, and that it's for their own use maybe to reflect back on in 12 months' time.
1: And I think also having really clear guidelines about what it is expected of the educator. Am I expected, such as it might be university, where, yes, I'm expected to lecture for an hour or two hours, and that is the structure. Or it might be a different format where we don't have lectures, we have online learning, and then we come in for practice. So it's much more around coaching and facilitation. So being really clear with the new educator that mm. they know what their role entails.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very important. Um, session planning, session planning templates. How to use them? Um, how do you fill them in? Um, do you complete your own as a new lecturer, or are existing programs and session plans and provided?
1: That's really important to know because in a lot of places for quality assurance, yes, um, session plans are there to be used. It's not you might be able to add or tweak or rearrange, Correct. but the content must be as is in the session plan, yes, um, it has to be delivered that way. So it's, it's very
0: important, yeah. and, and most organisations will work like that.
1: Yeah, and it, you've really got to know, know that. Um, and if that's not the case, then it can be really useful to get session plans of people who are taught this unit or this subject before to see mm-hmm. how they delivered it. It's not necessarily that you'll use them, but it's to give you some ideas and a launch pad for your planning and organising.
0: Yeah. Having a, having a training room checklist, preparation checklist, uh, because there's a lot there's a lot that goes on even before you walk into the classroom. So 48 hours before you walk into the classroom, your mind will be monopolised by multiple different issues um, that you as the educator are responsible for. Yeah.
1: That power board that you forgot could make your session very, very difficult. So checklists are yeah. a great idea.
0: Yeah. Um, Having access to a peer-to-peer program. Um, If your organisation doesn't have one, ideally they should uh, because it's a a very powerful uh, supportive tool for all faculty members. Um, And having a reflective journal, endorsed reflective journal um, that's provided to you by the organisation is also uh, very useful. And some sort of coaching environment um, within the classroom is also constructive.
1: I think for a new educator, it's really important that they have a person who is their coach for the first three, six, Mm. 12 months. Obviously, it will become less over time, but someone to refer to and bounce ideas off of and just to know that you're on the right track. You know, you might be doing a great job, but you're not actually hitting the mark because the organisation has different requirements so getting that feedback is really important and also the encouragement that yeah you are doing a great job keep going you know I really see you develop you know I loved it when you tried your group work or your flip learning or you know someone acknowledging your efforts and giving you some ideas of perhaps how you can develop even further
0: yeah that's right that's right so I think initially that's that's a good starting point for a uh, new faculty member to consider. So they need to consider just in summary, they need to continue to refine their teaching practice as we all do. Um, be prepared to always keep a pen and pencil piece of paper next to you wherever you are to add new industry content because um, that's you know if if, we're, if if we really take it seriously, then that's pretty important to always be adding new yeah. content maintain some sort of mentoring relationship, um, and maintain a commitment to ongoing professional development.
1: And I think it's really important also that you, you do get that mind shift that I'm not just my vocation anymore. I'm also an educator, and start to embrace that role. It's not just my vocation.
0: If you'd like to learn more about this topic and other professional development opportunities, visit www.transformationconsultancy.com.au.